Good evening, everyone. Oh, Dip just decided to join me just as we went live here. So here you can see his tail. It's delightful. He has beautiful markings and he's definitely going to try to walk on my keyboard. Thank you guys all for joining me tonight. We are about five minutes early because we have a very important family meeting after the show tonight that we cannot be late for. So I'm going to wrap right at seven. All right. I'm literally hurting cats over here. So can you get to scoot? Can you just, why are you here? <laughs> He loves my computer. He likes to sleep on it. He likes to push buttons on it. He likes to reset the settings. It's wonderful. I appreciate his help, but it's really kind of annoying when I'm actually trying to live stream. Hello, sir. Well, here's a rare appearance from Dip. Don't show your butt on screen. This is an OnlyFans. Anyway, you guys, thank you all again for joining me. I'm very excited. The first thing I wanted to talk about, and Dip is going to be um, accompanying me apparently. Here, lie down here. Yeah, go ahead, lie down. All right, we're going to talk about this article that I thought was really interesting because just the other day, I was talking to the doctor about what would be a good natural alternative for Adderall, and he wasn't able to give me, okay, a great answer. <laughs> yeah, do you have something to add? Can you guys hear him purring? He's purring really loudly. I'm not sure why. <laughs> He's really distracting me right now. But I really like this article because it says, forget Adderall, getting your child to exercise regularly slashes their risk of ADHD and behavioral problems. And it says regular, moderate to vigorous exercise reduced hyperactivity in children. Higher levels of activity also led to a decrease in feelings of depression because of course it does. And I honestly really think this is one of the reasons that sports are really important for kids. Now, Andy found his sport was rollerblading and he really excelled at that and continued to polish it for like two and a half, three decades. So that's one way you can go if you want to do like the solo sport. If you want to have your kid involved in something like soccer, that's a good choice too. My brothers played basketball. One of them played football and that was really good for them too. I really liked that they had an outlet for some of that kind of masculine aggression. I think this is even more important. Dip is helping me roll down this article. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. This is entirely his handiwork. Um, I really think that guys need some kind of outlet for, it's not aggression, but it's definitely kind of a, um, what would you call it? Like this willingness to fight, like this readiness, this engagement, this adventurous spirit. I really think that sports are a good answer to a lot of that because we put them into classrooms for like eight hours a day and they have no opportunity to do anything else. Now, one of the things I noticed when we were talking to the doctor about this was that he didn't really have a good alternative. And I was like, well, there has to be something, right? There has to be some way to get around this. We haven't always had Adderall. And I'm assuming that people have always had kind of ADHD tendencies, at least a little bit, even if it wasn't diagnosed as such in the past. So let's read this a little bit. Exercise is not only a good, good for children's weight, weight, excuse me, let me try this again. You're really distracting dip, but you're cute. So I'll allow it. Exercising is not only good for children's waistlines, but can stop bad behavior and boost mental health, a study has found uh, today under things that we already knew. Regular, moderate to vigorous exercise reduced hyperactivity and behavioral problems such as loss of temper, fighting with other children, lying and stealing in children ages 8 to, uh, excuse me, 11 through 13, according to the research. They claim their paper is the first to offer such a comprehensive approach to examining mental health and exercise in young people. It probably is because unfortunately, as when we were talking to our doctor, it's hard to find somebody who is fully engaged with the holistic side of things. Typically, they just want to give you medicine and call it good. But I personally don't think that's a good idea. I think that medicine like that, like Adderall and like antidepressants tend to be 
band-aids, like that fixes symptoms that don't solve the underlying issues. And what I found when I quit my antidepressant, because we're trying to start our family, was that these are things that can be addressed with something like cognitive behavioral therapy. And there's some other forms of therapy that you can do with a therapist or by yourself. Dip, are you departing already? My goodness, so sad. Um, and that's a very good way to counter the need for antidepressants. I really don't think we need antidepressants unless you're very severely depressed. If you've been told that you have like suicidal ideation, you should probably also know that antidepressants can sometimes make those worse. This is such a wonderful picture and it's so indicative of all the things that make exercise good for kids. They're outside, they're with their siblings and their friends, they're on their bikes, they're doing something fun and they're getting vitamin D. So this is so important. So I'm really going to recommend you guys if you have a chance as it starts to warm up, oh, look at this too. Exercise could make children better at school. Not surprising at all. I really think this would help a lot of America's issues. Oh, there's dip now. Um, if we could just get outside and get moving more. And it's so good for your mental health to do what the Japanese call forest bathing, where they go out. Okay, I'm going to have to smack you, huh? I have a little bottle of spray conditioner that I threaten to spritz him with sometimes, and it works pretty well. He doesn't like the water bottle, so he tends to run away from that. I don't usually do it, but sometimes he's eating the plant and I have to do it. So here we go. Um, I thought this article was really interesting. I thought it was a wonderful alternative to Adderall and I would like to see people use that more. Not to mention the team sport aspect of like playing together and working on some of those team issues. And I wanted to also point out that some of these, what parents probably consider character flaws, things like a tendency to steal and fight and get into like trouble at school are probably at least partly because they're lacking some kind of physiological thing that they really could benefit from. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about this morning, and I, I'm only leaving this a few minutes, we're only in touch, touch on it for a second because I could go on all night about it, was this article. And I want to tell you right now before we start that when leftists tell you something, they're pretty much always projecting. So let's look at what this article says at the top. This is from The Verge. Why did images of early pregnancy cause such a social media firestorm? Well, I don't know, The Verge. Let's find out. Most people don't know what early pregnancy actually looks like. That's correct, and they're banking on this fact. Let's go on. That complicates abortion discussion. So you would think, based on this subheader, that they would be trying to actually help people understand what an early pregnancy looks like. But this is the verge. So we know this is not actually the case. Do you guys see these little white things here? This little one, little bigger one, bigger one, and biggest one? They want you to believe that those are early pregnancies in their completion. Like the whole thing. Everything that's there is there. A developing baby just looks literally like a blob of cells. And this is a term they've used before. They are lying. And I will I will prove it. And they even say underneath this picture of what they call like a picture of a ninth, a nine-week pregnancy. They say, because they can't quite lie all the way, the gestational sac of a nine-week pregnancy. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with some of this terminology, but a gestational sac is not a fetus. It is the tissue that surrounds a fetus while the fetus is developing. So I actually tweeted about this because I was furious with them because a friend actually shared this with me and she's like, I'm so confused after reading this. It's supposed to, it says it's supposed to be like helping dispel this confusion. But after I read it, I was just even more turned around. 
So I said, the Verge wants you to believe this gestational sac is what a nine-week-old infant looks like in utero as they attempt to make abortion more like a woman's period than a murder. They are lying to you. This is a nine-week-old infant. Uh, this is what a nine-week-old infant actually looks like. And because I constantly misspell in tweets, I left out a word. So as you can see, this white material surrounding the little tiny precious baby, that is a gestational sac. That is what the Verge is showing you in this picture. That's not an infant, okay? That's not a fetus. That's the tissue that surrounds a fetus. So they've gone in and they removed the fetus from this picture because it looks like a human baby. And they cannot show that when they're trying to push the idea of abortion. Now, setting aside whether you believe abortion is ethical or immoral, let's talk about the fact that when a child is nine weeks old in utero, it doesn't look like this. It is at the most basic level, dishonest to say this. Their only reprieve is that they do state that it is a gestational sac. The problem is that they are, they say that they're trying to dispel confusion about this. They're only making it worse and they're banking on the fact that people still trust the media. Well, if I have anything to say about this, this ends at least for The Verge today. Because I looked this up. I literally Googled this. And I said, Verge, you are snakes, liars, and proponents of murder. If there is a God, he won't be mocked by this intentional dishonesty with intent to kill. I'm not pulling my punches because this made me furious. You know, the sack isn't the fetus. That's why you include the term. But your whole purpose is to confuse and mislead. So I pulled this up from the NCBI which is the National Institute of Health, the gestational sac is a fluid field structure surrounding an embryo during the first few weeks of embryonic development. It is the first structure seen in pregnancy by ultrasound as early as 4.5 to 5 weeks of gestational age and is 97.6% specific for the diagnosis of intrauterine pregnancy. Okay, so that's a little more clinical term. They're explaining exactly what the gestational sac is. A gestational sac is not a fetus. It is not a developing baby. This is a developing baby. As you can see from this picture, it's very clear that that's a little tiny human. I believe at nine weeks, they also have fingerprints, which they would definitely never tell you at an abortion clinic. I can't imagine why. It's not like they make money from abortions or anything, or they benefit from you knowing less about it. This is really, really infuriating to me. You can see the little toes. You can see the little fingers. Here's the ear. Here's the eye. Here's going to be the nose. Oh my gosh, here's the rib cage. The bones are developing and everything. Absolutely disgusting to me. So I just really wanted to clear that up because it triggered me so bad. And I feel like there's a lot of misinformation like that floating around out there. The Verge is really bad on this front, and they open it with Jessica uh, Jessica Valenti, who is a known feminist, unfortunately, talking about how she had a couple different abortions and how she thinks everyone needs to know that they were just formless sacks of cells and not really important, easy to dispose of, very much like a period, no need to worry or feel guilty. But a lot of women, after they get abortions, feel incredible guilt, and they don't know why. They feel guilty. They feel like they've done something wrong. They feel like something is missing from their lives. And I genuinely feel bad for them because they've been lied to. So I wrote an article about anti-feminist commentators, because a lot of them are female commentators who seem to be capitalizing on this 
audience of disillusioned and kind of bitter young men. And I said, we need to not sow hatred toward each other from either direction. Feminism was wrong because it told men to hate women. Excuse me. It told women to hate men. Anti-feminism, especially from the female angle, is going to be wrong if it tells men to hate women back. That's not the way to solve the problem. We need to be telling people the truth. I think that I think that's the only thing that rescues us from this feminism thing. And I definitely think it's the only solution to the abortion conversation as well. But I digress. We already went a little bit too long on that one. I just wanted to mention that. But we're going to talk about Lori Effing Lightfoot. That is her middle name, by the way, for the record. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot reacts to election loss. She came in third. No, she came in third. She came in fourth. There were three people ahead of her. She wasn't even close to being in the runoff. She got something like 82,000 votes in the city of Chicago, which has... I think a couple million people. I'm not sure how many people live there. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot reacts to election loss, saying she was treated unfairly because of her race and gender. And I'm going to stop you right there and I'm going to show you the man who won over her. This is Brandon Johnson, father, organizer, educator, leader. He's also a lefty, but you get nothing less in Chicago. He is a black father of three. And I am very happy to see that for sure, even though he's certainly left-leaning. Uh, once again, though, I would expect nothing less in Chicago. She's completely wrong to blame racism. We're going to look at exactly what happened in Chicago during her tenure uh, that could be blamed instead of her race and sex. Lightfoot says, certain folks don't support black women in leadership. Get bent. A huge percentage of the people who vote in Chicago in the Chicago elections are minority voters. And I'm going to show you some of the data about who was being heavily affected by Lori Lightfoot's soft on crime policies. We're going to get into that. She's insane. Ousted Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot explained today away her Tuesday election loss as a result of her being a black woman in America. Give me a break. She faced eight challengers and finished Tuesday night's election in third place, failing to get enough support to continue in a runoff election. Reporters pressed her on whether she believed she was treated unfairly during the campaign process. Right. Of course, she's going to say yes. I'm a black woman in America. Of course, she responded. Regardless of tonight's outcome, we fought the right fights and we put the city on a better path. Lies, lies, lies. 2021 was the most violent year for Chicago in a quarter century. And I feel this very personally because I have family who live there. And I care very much about my nephew living in a safe neighborhood and not being shot or being hit by a stray bullet while he's studying like that poor little girl a few years ago. Yeah, so here we see Paul Vallis, who took 33%. Brandon Johnson, yes, of course, they're all Democrats, you know this. And then Lori Lightfoot, she got 17% of the vote. That is so embarrassing. Holy cow, holy cow. Lightfoot's election night comments echoed sentiments, statements she made to the New Yorker over the weekend. I'm a black woman, she told the magazine. Let's not forget, certain folks, frankly, don't support us in leadership roles. Well, they're not the people in Chicago who elected you in the first freaking place, Lori. Lightfoot's critics argue her defeat came due to skyrocketing crime, homelessness, and her poor relationship with law enforcement. Yes. So speaking of law enforcement, the man who is most likely to succeed her is really wants to expand Chicago's police force. He's not a big fan of defund the police. So this is Paul Vallis. Honestly, I don't care if they elect a Democrat, if they're more moderate and they care about the crime in the city. That's the most important thing to me. If, if they can 
turn this ship around even a little bit, I'll be happy for them. Because let's be honest, Chicago is never going to elect a Republican unless they act like a Democrat. Because Chicago is Chicago. And a lot of these big cities will never elect anyone but a Democrat, no matter how bad things get. They're At least they're going to try a different one now. One of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's biggest threats to re-election in next week's mayoral election is running on a platform to expand the city's police force amid declining numbers of cops and a persistently high crime rate. Yes, the highest in a quarter century. With less than one week to go until Election Day, Paul Vallis, the former CEO of Chicago's public schools who once supported Lightfoot in her previous run for mayor, has been running on an alternative track pushing support for the city's law enforcement as a key policy plank to his bid for the mayor's seat. In addition to calling for the immediate dismissal of absentee superintendent David Brown and his leadership team, Vallis has pledged to rebuild the city's police force excuse me, I have the hiccups, amid persistent reports of burnout in the city's ranks, which have declined by nearly one-fifth since Lightfoot, a former prosecutor and one-time president of the Chicago Police Board, took office. Wow, she totally reversed her position on these. The message appears to have resonated. Yeah, no kidding, it appears to have resonated. And this is why we're going to look at some of these graphs. They're horrifying. Chicago's most violent neighborhoods were more dangerous than ever in 2021. Though the rise in murders slowed from 2020, last year was the deadliest since the mid-1990s. Mayor Lightfoot and her city council critics are at odds over what to do. Angela Hernandez Sutton, 44, has lived on the same block in West Garfield Park near her, nearly her entire life, but it wasn't until this past summer that she stopped sitting on her front porch. As a child, she played in the spray from a fire hydrant with neighbors' kids during the summer. In her teens, she ran the streets with her neighborhood girls who were regarded as tough. As a mom, she watched her own children like a hawk until they grew up and moved away, and these days she looks out for her 88-year-old father in the home she grew up in on West Lexington Avenue, east of Pulaski Road. But one afternoon this summer, she raced to shove her dad out of harm's way as a carload of men sprayed the block with gunfire. Her own car was strafed with bullets that, as far as she knows, were intended for a group of young men on the sidewalk a few houses down. That's when she knew she needed to stop sitting on the porch. Yes, this is kind of a human interest introduction, but here's really what I wanted to show you guys. And here's why people probably rejected Lori Lightfoot. I think I'll show you this graph first because they divide it by race and it is harsh. This is not about racism, you guys. Holy, holy crap. I'm really trying not to swear here. Here we are. Homicides per 100,000 by race in Chicago from 1991 to 2021. Guess who's highest? Guess who's most affected by this progressive black lady's ridiculous soft on crime policies? That's right, black people. 81.7 per 100,000 for black people. The Chicago average is 28.7. Latinos are 13.8 and then white is 2.4. This is insane to me that she thinks this is because of racism. Because of racism. Here is where she got elected. As you can see, there's a pretty significant dip. So it was starting to come down from what looked like a, a like an all-time high or a, a really high level since the 90s. So it was starting to drop. And then she got elected. Boom. Back up. Sky high. Over the moon. This is insane to me. This it was never about racism. It was only about the violent crime in the city. And it's so disgusting that she's so progressive that she cannot see this. Progressives cannot be effective leaders, I'm starting to conclude. I really don't think that they have the fortitude to look at issues and say, okay, well, first of all, they don't understand human nature. But I think 
I genuinely believe that they look at issues like the crime in Chicago and they think, how can I make this about me? Because I think one of the biggest lessons we've learned from the last few years about progressivism is that it is rooted deeply in very personal narcissism to a degree that I have never seen any political policy, like like any political mindset rooted in anything before. Like, it's wild. This is their new religion. They're not oriented toward any overarching greater good. They are focused inward. It's about me. It's about my race. It's about my gender. It's about how I'm a victim. And especially in Lori Lightfoot's case, she was also a lesbian. So she had that in her dubious favor. She acted like people were taking it out on her for that when no one in Chicago cares about any of that. People in Chicago care about the safety of their homes. They care about the ability to raise their children. I know my sister and brother-in-law certainly do. And I'm very, very glad that they've ousted this mayor from their city. And I'm hopeful that they're that Paul Vallis will do something better. Now, he's certainly no Republican, and he's certainly progressive to say the least, but you can at least be hard on crime even if you are a progressive. Chicago shames every single other big city. It shames New York City. It shames Detroit. It shames everything out of the water, uh, completely overshadowed by Chicago. And Chicago also has some of the strictest gun laws in the U.S., which is just chef's kiss because this is where all of the bad stuff happens is where they've taken away all of your constitutional rights for the sake of protecting you. And all it does is leave you victim to the people who are decide, who have decided to break the law. I guarantee you anyone in Chicago would be thrilled to have a legally owned gun to push back on this kind of violent behavior. Goodness gracious, this is really frustrating to me because I have like, you know, as I said before, the family tie, but it's wild to me that I'm I'm just really glad that Lori is finally gone and I'm really optimistic that hopefully Paul Vallis will win and hopefully he will follow through on some of the promises that he's made, although we all know what politicians' promises are good for, i.e. not a whole lot. With Lightfoot out of the race... Chicago Public Schools CEO and City Budget Director Paul Vallis will face off against Cook County Board of Commissioner member Brandon Johnson in the April 4th runoff. Neither candidate reached the 50% necessary to win the election outright on Tuesday, though Vallis came closest with 33%. Lightfoot's critics stormed onto Twitter to celebrate her loss Tuesday evening. There is hope for my home city yet, wrote Jonathan Turley. Oh, I didn't realize he was from Chicago. A criminal defense attorney and Fox News contributor, Lori Lightfoot, is out. The greatest potential improvement for the city since 1900 when the direction of the Chicago River was reversed. Wow, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, so the other thing that they noticed was that this was the first time in 40 years for a mayor to not get reelected in Chicago, which that's how you know she was awful and it wasn't because she wasn't the right color. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Anyway, been reading for a while. Let's see what you guys are thinking. I see Red Bike Master is in the chat, which is always a good thing. Thank you all again for joining us. All right. Um, Unhighly Snaps. Hello from Tucson. Welcome. Welcome. All right, let me change the chat to say live chat. There we go. All right, good. Yes, my poll question was, do you know what a nine-week-old baby, unborn baby looks like? Now you do. 67% said yes, something like 33% said no. 
And he says, I've had really good results with Gucci Mani for improving focus while skating. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> if you guys aren't familiar with Andy's skating, his Instagram at Andy Leiterman is delightful. He's literally one of the top skaters in the country for a couple decades, I think, pretty much since he first started working on it. Now I've got him all cleaned up and polished and he's working a white collar job, so he's in a good place. I think we do need to get him back to skating every day though. We just need to upgrade those rollerblades. Serenko, yes. Also, I've seen some anecdotal evidence for ice baths as well. Oh, that's a good point. That'll really improve your focus too. The Red Bike Master says, I'll let you handle the skates, but I do need to get back on my mountain bike. I really miss it. Yes, being out in nature is wonderful. Andy and I were talking about this this Sunday because we went for a little walk that actually ended up being canceled, but we were out in the snow. I ended up slipping on some ice, but I'm really not bad at falling except for my wrist that time I broke it and I have enough natural padding that I was completely fine, but it's really a lot of fun to be out in the silence, especially when it's snowing. It's a lot of fun. It's very peaceful. Oh yeah, Red Bike Master says, and they have a heartbeat. That's right. Nine-week-old babies do have a heartbeat. In fact, as early as 22 days, 22 days, three weeks in, you can detect some form of fetal heartbeat. It's crazy. Username 142 says, I can tell you that by eight months, these kids move. It's honestly just like the scene in Alien. Yes, I've heard that too. And I've had lots of friends. I have a ladies group of friends who chat about this kind of thing. And that is overall the impression that people get is that you're kind of like being possessed by a little alien in your belly. Horrifying. Username 142 says, uh-huh, race and gender, not the fact she let the city burn during the summer of love and looks like Beetlejuice. Yes, I don't really care about her appearance, but she is the worst leader. She is the cringiest leader I think I've ever seen because she would try to do relatable things, like really silly, goofy things. And I just ended up being like secondhand so embarrassed for her, but she's such a heinous leader that I just can't feel bad for her. I can't. I'm not going to say Beetlejuice three times. Wake up, Waverly. Thank you, though. Psycho Clown says, thank you for fighting for the baby's lids. Yeah, this is a serious, this, we should all be like up in arms about this. This is absolute media malfeasance. It's actually evil. I do think these people are snakes who are ideologically possessed. They need to break free and we need to keep people from being infected on it. Kenan Smith says, dip is like, dip is like the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Yes, he appears right when I start recording. It's so great. Riddle in. Not sure what you mean by that, Keenan. Uh, username 142 says, when you have them, everything changes. I can speak from a mom's side that it changes, but even the changes to my husband were massive. We're better people because of our kids. I have heard that a lot as well. And I think that people discard the blessing of parenthood too easily. I think that abortion has really sickened our society and it's made it so easy for us to say, stay nuper, I can't talk, pardon me, super narcissistic. I was going to say nuper narcissistic. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh my gosh, forgive me. Today I had to go to the th store three times because I was missing different ingredients for the one recipe that had like five ingredients I was trying to make. And I just kept forgetting. First of all, I forgot I was going to make it at, at all for tonight's meeting. And then I've kept forgetting ingredients. Finally, I made it. It's great. Thanks for asking. It's delicious. And I'm really excited, but I felt like I was losing my mind. So hopefully it's, uh, hopefully that goes away soon. <laughs> Tophone Man says, yeah, hopefully the mayor is better for sure. Well, I really hoped that Eric Adams would be better for New York City too, because he didn't seem as soft as soft on crime as some of his 
um, opponents, but I'm not convinced. I don't appreciate or respect him at all. Red Bike Ma- uh, Serenko says, can't imagine living in Chicago. No, I can't either. Red Bike Master says, don't, I don't like it when I recognize a street name in a story like that. LOL. Yeah, because I parked on that street to sleep in the truck before. Oh, geez. Kenan Smith says, Mrs. Garrison, that's not how babies are made. Yes, if you guys have seen that little clip from South Park, Mr. Garrison, now Mrs. Garrison, supposedly, um, goes into an abortion clinic and she says, all right, I need an abortion doctor. I've missed my period. Gets into the stirrups and says, all right, what are you going to do? Are you going to vacuum it out? Or are you going to scramble its brain? And the doctor's like, um, Mr. Garrison. And she goes, he goes, Mrs. Garrison. The doctor goes, Mrs. Garrison, you cannot have an abortion. He's like, excuse me, don't you tell me what to do with my body? And the doctor's like, no, you can't get pregnant. It's not possible. So this was a clip from 2005. So I really feel like South Park was kind of premonitional in this regard. But anyway, still really, really ridiculous. I appreciate South Park to some degree. In other ways, they're just crass. Lori, evening, evening, how's it going? Um, yes, Cheshire Cat for sure. He's out there causing trouble at the moment. I can totally see him. <sighs> All right, Andy Gujimani. Yes, I can pronounce it correctly. All right. Uh, KNC string of numbers says, honestly, as a woman with repeat miscarriages, I've been so incredibly angered by the article. I've held in my hand my eight week miscarriage and I 100% agree by only showing the sack. The article is horrible. I'm very sorry for your miscarriages. My mom had a couple as well. It was very traumatic for our family, but it's the way it goes sometimes. And more recently, I saw that a member of the, um, what was that family? 16 Kids and Counting, the Duggars, one of their daughters had a dilation and curettage called a DNC after she had miscarried. And ghoulish leftists jumped on and said, look at this pro-life woman getting an abortion. They would deny this right to others. A dilation and curettage, a DNC, is not an abortion. It does not end a human life. It does not stop a beating heart. Dilation and curettage occurs after a baby has been miscarried instead of waiting for its poor little remains to be excreted naturally. It's a surgical intervention to kind of help the mother recover from such a trauma. It's very tragic. No one should have to go through it at all. It's not easy, but it's not an abortion. So if anyone tries to tell you that that a DNC, D and C, is an abortion, tell them they're lying and set them straight. It's very easy to look up. Again, I'm very sorry about your miscarriages, K and C. I'm curious how much delay I have. Quantum Strange Quark, please give me a time check to the second. Let's to the second. Let me look at my phone because it's about 622 now, but I'm gonna have to look at my little clock thingy here. Do, do, do. It is 18, 22, and 11 seconds, right, as I read that. So hopefully that solves it. I don't know, says Red Bike Master. There's always Pokemon Go to the polls. Did she do that? Because that sounds exactly like the kind of cringy thing she would do. Keenan Smith sends a heart emoji. Keenan Smith says all the trains connect to Chicago. JJR says, sorry, it should be dishonest, incompetent, and evil. Yes, D-I-E. Oh, Eric Adams is awful for gun rights. Yes, Eric Adams is not great, but at least he's not as soft on crime. 
Username 142 says, Pregbrain is a real thing. <laughs> I was just forgetful. Don't worry about that. I literally have to write everything down or I'll forget. Oh, I see for you. It also helps keep our grocery bill down too, for sure. I should have written everything down. I know better, but this time I forgot to write it down because I forgot that I was making this thing. So definitely not on top not on top of my game today for sure. All right, you guys, let's hop over to this next article. We're going to talk about some of the politicking going on in D.C. Dozens of Dems joined the GOP to rein in Biden's far-left inflationary executive orders. 59 Democrats voted with Republicans to rein in Biden's executive orders. That's remarkable. Usually Democrats are 100% in lockstep all the time. These Democrats can't even align themselves with Biden to that degree, and I am here for it. I am really happy to see their little house of cards crumbling. Dozens of House Democrats joined with the Republican colleagues on Wednesday in a vote to require the White House to assess the inflationary effect of President Biden's executive orders before they're issued. The bill is the latest effort by Republicans to pump the brakes on the Biden administration's policies that they say are causing the highest inflation levels seen in decades. They would be correct, Fox. Thank you. But the bill was also supported by 59 Democrats and easily passed in a 272 to 148 vote. Under the bill, any executive order that has an annual budgetary effect of $1 billion or more would have to first be studied by an administration for its for by the administration for its possible inflationary effects on the economy, which Republicans say would make Biden think twice about imposing costly new rules on the public. I don't think that making the administration study it is the right approach. I think that this needs to include the concept of an extra, like an extracurricular organization looking at these um, executive orders. I don't think you will get accountability from within the Biden administration. I think that that is a pipe dream. The bill passed over objections from Democrats who rejected GOP arguments that Washington policies, either in the form of edicts from the Biden administration or massive waves of new federal spending by Congress, have caused inflation. So Democrats, some of them, don't even recognize that the inflation we're experiencing right now is because of their policies. Really amazing to me. I wonder what they're blaming it on. Probably Putin still. Representative Cori Bush, oh gosh, we know her, we love her. Democrat from Missouri blamed the higher costs faced by millions of Americans on COVID <laughs> and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Don't they get tired of banging this drum? That's not what's causing this. Sorry. The, the invasion of Ukraine might have caused some spiking, like in the UK and some other places, but American irresponsibility with our monetary policies is making everything worse, way worse. The global spike in inflation has been caused by food and fuel disruptions resulting from the illegal and unprovoked Russian invasion of Ukraine, as well as auto parts supply shortages connected to the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, I want to emphasize this 1000%. That is 10 times over. We cannot blame COVID for what we chose to do out of fear of COVID. We shut everything down because we were afraid of COVID. It wasn't because of this little germ floating out in the ether. It was because our response to COVID was bad. And we know that now that masks didn't help, that shuts down, shut down, shuts, shuts down. Oh my gosh. Okay. Shutdowns did not really help. And we know that the vaccine does not prevent the spread of COVID. So it's almost like we just need to get used to it. And we would have been better off exposing the healthier members of our society to it right from the beginning. But they will never admit this. They will keep using it as an excuse forever. 
Other Democrats insisted that massive spending bills like the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan and the $700 billion-plus Inflation Reduction Act helped to tame inflation, even though some economists have said those and other bills pumped up demand by flooding the country with more money in a way that drove inflation higher. Yes, they just started printing a bunch of money, and now they're shocked, shocked, I tell you, that inflation is absolutely out of control and normal Americans are really suffering because of it. At least Stefanik. Republicans have vowed to control con- congressional spending now that they run the House and argued that Biden also needs to be put in check because he is too casually issuing orders that lead to higher prices for Americans. The GOP cited two examples of Biden executive orders that have inflationary effects, one that revoked the Keystone Pipeline and another in late 2021 that requires the government to move forward buying only elective- electric-only vehicles in the next decades. Pushing one big spending policy after another, President Biden has continued to throw fuel on the whole, excuse me, on the inflationary fire, said House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer from Kentucky, a sponsor of the bill. That fire is rapidly consuming the wages of our constituents. They've had to pay higher and higher prices for everything from eggs to electricity, all while inflation pushes their real wages further and further behind. Yes, I looked at whipped cream in a bottle like the aerosolized whipped cream the other day and I just decided not to get it because it was something like six or seven dollars for one bottle. I was like, this is crazy. Today I thought about getting pistachios and I said no because it was eight dollars for a bag. I thought about getting all kinds of different things at the store today, which is partly why I was distracted from buying what I was supposed to buy. But in every case, I was like, holy cow, this is too expensive. All of this too expensive. Absolutely ridiculous. If you're trying to eat healthy, fresh food, that's going to be too expensive too. It's really, really hard to work with us this time. Um, So let's look at this next article, which is another way uh, the, well, let's talk about this one first. So DeSantis has a criticism of the GOP, but we're going to talk about what they are doing right right now. Senate passes bill to kill Biden's woke ESG rule for retirement plans. Democrats Manchin and Tester join Republicans to prevent meddling in 401ks, but President has already said it will be his first veto. Moderate Democrat Senators Joe Manchin and John Tester from Montana sided with Republicans on the resolution of disapproval. The Senate voted 50 to 46 to block a Biden administration rule that would allow retirement fund managers to consider environmental, social, and governance factors and investment decisions for nearly half the country. Moderate Democrat Senators Joe Manchin and John Tester sided with them uh, Republicans on the resolution of disapproval. Senators John Fetterman and Dianne Feinstein did not vote as they are dealing with health issues. That's correct. The bill now goes to the president's desk and Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said he would veto it. The legislation would not be expected to override a president's veto. Legislators, excuse me, yeah, legislation. Ahead of the vote, Manchin spoke on the Senate floor on on the measure, nogging the Biden administration for its unrelenting campaign to weaken our national security and our economic security. He said President Biden's Department of Labor was prioritizing liberal policy agency agenda over protecting and growing retirement accounts. It's entirely correct. One of the things they found with ESG funds, and I will say little about this because I don't fully understand how money is invested for retirement funds, but I do know that ESG funds do not have a good rate of return for investors. And when Joe Biden steps in and says, well, the government has to do this, it's just going to cost people literally their retirement funds in some kind of, in kind of what? We all know, I think we all know, but I will explain further. ESGs are environmental, social, and government 
funds and it's very much like a green conscious kind of funding so that people, companies can be more and more um, woke as they move forward. So they're really not a good investment. In fact, let's see what states are thinking about ESG investment funds right now. Because Texas said no, Florida said no, Vanguard is pushing it really hard. Wow, imagine that. Let's see what states are looking at that. Oh yeah, DeSantis is targeting it. JP Morgan investment firm Arm purges its ESG funds of aid in stocks. Okay, so... Senate overturns federal rule on ESG investments. Yeah, this is what we're talking about now. Senators accuse Biden of skirting rules with ESG push, weaponizing Americans' retirement funds ahead of vote. That is entirely what's happening. It's really not cool. And it's good to see Republicans stepping up to the plate in this regard. However, Ron DeSantis has some criticism for the old guard Republicans. Ron DeSantis says old guard Republicans are not up to taking on the less hijacking of big business as he reveals why he took, t- took on Disney for trying to inject sexuality into its programming for children. Florida governor explained in a Wa- uh, Wall Street Journal op-ed that he needed to break from old guard Republicans by taking on woke corporations like Disney. DeSantis dissolved Reedy Creek's board and stripped it of its self-governance. That's right. We read about this the other day. Florida governor claimed in a Wall Street Journal hop ed published Tuesday evening that old guard Republicans aren't up to the task of tackling what he claims is an epidemic of woke ascendancy within corporate agendas. DeSantis, who is poised to kick off a presidential run, maybe he hasn't said, signed a new law on Monday that dissolves the Reedy Creek Improvement District. The district was a self-governing, tax-exempt, 40-square-mile area encompassing the entire Walt Disney World Resort, as well as residencies where employees and their families live. The act was the culmination of DeSantis's year-long war with Disney starting in March 2022 when he signed the Parental Rights and Education Bill, which restricted the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity in schools for children kindergarten through third grade. Really a very mild bill. It only covered kids up to the age of eight. Should have been much higher. Then Disney CEO Bob Chapek released a statement after the bill became law condemning it, launching the battle between the Republican-led state, and one of its biggest employers. When corporations try to use their economic power to advance a woke agenda, they become political and not merely economic actors, DeSantis wrote in his op-ed. That's correct, and Disney's realizing that is a mistake. In such an environment, reflexively deferring to big business effectively surrenders the politics battlefield to the militant left, he continued. Having private companies wield de facto public power isn't the best interest in the best interests of Americans. The couple admitted the irony now that DeSantis is a cult- in a cultural battle with war. Oh, excuse me, I skipped a whole bunch. In such an environmental... Oh, DeSantis and Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis confirmed reports in an interview that aired Monday that they got married at Walt Disney World in 2009. There we go. The couple admitted the irony now that DeSantis is in a cultural battle with a woke corporation. Lots of people, including Ben Shapiro, really loved Disney. Like, I happen to know that Andrew Clavin's daughter really loved Disney. I never did, thankfully, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. But at the same time, it was a cultural staple for a lot of people, but they got too full of themselves. They let it go to their heads, and they decided that they could change the culture for their own left-leaning agenda. And uh, Florida says no, which I think is great. They also insist the effort was created by liberals putting social pressure on companies to take a stand on issues that have nothing to do with their operations or else be canceled or boycotted. 
The question many people asked me after the Disney face-off was, why would a company like Disney tarnish its family-friendly brand build up over almost 100 years by publicly aligning itself with the fringe left's agenda to limit the rights of parents to have a say in what is taught to very young children, DeSantis wrote. The answer lies in how the left has pressured big companies like Disney to use their power to advance the woke political agenda. It's almost less like ESG investing. Yeah, so here's a scene from Lightyear where there was lesbian kiss. And this was a movie that was geared toward like four to 12 year old children. Absolutely crazy stuff. They just shove it right in there. And there was even a Disney employee who was on screen saying, you know, what, wherever I can find it, I take the opportunity to shove in my queer agenda or whatever it was. Absolutely bonkers. And this, this company is full of this kind of person and Florida is really pushing back on it, and I'm very happy to see it. The Florida governor also said that two major factors are adding to why adding to why corporations increase their ESG activity: an emergence of woke employees who want their employer to reflect their values, and woke CEOs using their positions to exert influence. Groups of employees at some corporations want their employer to reflect their own political values. Such employees aren't a majority, but they are loud and they are militant. DeSantis claims. Executives often try to please these employees without success. Instead, such gestures embolden the entitled employees to presume what their employer, that their employer will fall into line in the next political battle. Yeah, exactly. He alleged the inmates run the asylum. DeSantis said that outside these instances, corporations are becoming increasingly power hungry. A traditional corporate executive may have the power within the company, but woke CEOs can use the corporate bully pulpit to exert influence over society he detailed this and this especially this is especially true amid the push for environmental social and governance responsibility in corporate america so this ties right into our conversation about esg investments from a minute ago while DeSantis says that his administration in Florida is focused on age-appropriate education, Disney executives were seen on videos boasting about the company's plans to inject sexuality into its programming for children that's right. That's what I mentioned earlier. DeSantis doesn't want to keep the legislative agenda of establishment economic conservatives, including tax breaks and corporate sub- subsidies to promote a free market. But policies that benefit corporate America don't necessarily serve the interests of America's people and economy. It's a good point. In this environment, old guard corporate republicanism isn't up to the task at hand. So I will pose you guys this question. Do you guys think that Ron DeSantis is fighting the culture war with the right tools and with the right approach? I won't say whether I do or not. He also hasn't said whether he is going to run for president. So we really don't know at this point. Um, but people keep saying that's what he's gearing up for. Um, but we don't know. Like his term as governor doesn't end until 2024. And from my understanding, he's focused on state of Florida until that point in time. So do you guys think the GOP has what it takes to solve these problems? Because I don't, I certainly don't. Like we look at people like Mitch McConnell constantly and we're just like, well, that guy's just a failure. It doesn't matter what he does. It's just going to be wrong. It's going to be backwards. He's going to mess it up and he's going to betray everything that Republicans are supposed to stand for. But he's who we've got, so we're kind of resigned to just kind of dealing with him. But that's not the way it should be. We should be stocked fully with people like DeSantis. But let's see what you guys are saying, and then I'm going to wrap it up in just a minute so I can go get ready to go. Keenan says, like, and don't forget to, I think he means like, don't forget to like the video, don't forget to share. 
Don't forget to pass it on. This is such a great live stream, and I love the chat. It's so full of friendly, wonderful people. St. Miles says, too many zombie movies pre-planted the fear. Interesting. I bet that was it. I bet that's why COVID was so successful. Keenan says, I'm not a fan of government determining price of insulin. Eli Lilly says it won't charge more than $35 out of pocket. How much will be from the purse of Congress? I'm not sure. There's got to be a better approach to how we price insulin. I don't like the way we do it now. We'll put it that way. Lori says grocery grocery prices are absolutely insane. They are. I like four times in the span of 15 minutes shopping. I was like, nope, I'm not getting that. It's too, too expensive. Nope, I'm not getting that. It's too expensive because Andy wanted like low carb snacks. And I was looking at nuts and things of that nature. And I was like, no, it's just too expensive. I cannot afford this stuff. There's not a good way to balance that. Adrian's here. Wonderful. Thank you so much for dropping by, Adrian. Appreciate that. And Highly Snipe says, literally dropped 500 bucks at Costco today. You don't have to tell me prices are going up. Yeah, I went and I got my Costco membership and I ended up spending a couple hundred dollars there and it didn't even seem like that much. I wasn't like stop stocking up for, you know, my family of eight used to stock up, but it's crazy. It's really, really wild. Lori says, I can't wait to start my garden again. That's going to be a lot of fun. If you have chickens, this is the time to get them going. Adrian says, ESG equals Soviet era-ish wokeism. I'm inclined to agree. Keenan says, MSNBC, MSNBS, MSG, ESG, all fat to be cut. Agreed. 100%. A lot of acronyms that can be gotten rid of. Serenko says, Disney is, ab- Disney is abandoning kids because kids became millennial adults. I think you're right. And millennial adults tend to not have children so they can stay focused on themselves and narcissistic, which as we were talking about earlier, sets them, sets them up perfectly to be the perfect little progressives. Zach says ESG, woohoo, woohoo, yeah, perform really well. Serenko says they're trying to cater to the woke millennial Disney adults because they know they eat up anything they serve, even if it's complete garbage. Zach says, Ron DeSantis will be a traitor if he runs against Trump. Well, how do you feel about Nikki Haley? Because she said that she wouldn't run against Trump, but she is. So I'm afraid that's how it works in politics. If you see an opportunity to run, you should. And I don't think you should ever promise anybody that you're not going to run if you think there might be a chance you think that's the best thing for the country. So shame on him for making that promise before the time was right. Andy says, switch to live chat in order to see the comments. Susan Wojcicki doesn't want you to see. I did switch mine to live chat and I can see all of your ridiculous comments. They're great. I appreciate them. JB says, that is the most accurate description of using directions ever. He says they're trying to cater to the woke millennial Disney adults. I think that's what you're referring to. I did not retweet you. Sorry, Andy. Let me do that now. All right, we're going over to new tweet notifications because I have notifications on for Andy, of course. I don't see how long ago was that. I think that was probably about half an hour ago. 40 minutes ago? I'm not sure. We just go over to Andy. This whole Twitter navigation thing is beyond me. I'm a boomer. Just kidding. I'm actually pretty good at using Twitter because I love it and I appreciate it. And it gives me exactly what I need. And it gives me the ability to yell at people, which I love. I think that's wonderful. All right, Andy, I retweeted you. More spy balloons spotted being launched from Washington, D.C. This inflation problem is really getting out of hand. Haha. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. That's wonderful. Appreciate that. Best cheap low-carb snack, water. Yes, that is a good cheap low-carb snack. However, 
Given what went down in Ohio, not even water might be a safe snack moving forward. You better have a really fancy filter to get all of that stuff out of your water before you drink it. Whisper says it's rough when you're growing boys. Oh gosh, I'm very sorry to hear that. I imagine it is. Hopefully the inflation goes down by the time we have a family. Lori says I retweeted. Good for you. Thank you. Zach says Biden says the economy is fine. Don't worry. Inflation is temporary. Biden also says something incredibly creepy about nurses that I don't really feel like repeating or looking up here. And I understand that he was saying that nurses are very valuable and they mean a lot to the people they take care of. But at the same time, he said it in such a creepy way that it made it sound like the nurse was an adult entertainment star doing unspeakable things to him that were definitely in violation of the nurse code of conduct. For sure. Talking about, about talking about breathing in people's ears. Nurses don't do that. That's not a good, normal, professional thing to do. And um, I think this is just a manifestation of Joe being a creepy person more than anything. JB says, Nikki Haley will get about 3% in the primaries. That's a good estimate. I don't think she will go far. She loves the idea of pouring money into Ukraine, which I don't like. Zach says Trump said he will fire everyone, thousands of people if he wins. No one else will do that. Well, he didn't do it last time. And he said he would drain the swamp. You want to talk about a broken promise? Trump has a few broken promises in his past now. So I would really be happy to see him fire so many people. But I'm not convinced that no one else will do that. Because I also think that everybody's been looking at what happened to Trump. And now they realize that if they don't fire everyone, they're going to have the exact same problem. Username 142 says Biden also can't speak coherently. He cannot. I think he's just projecting his gross, creepy nature. Keenan says Jada Pinkett Smith is the new Matrix in what in what the boomer generation is like is what the new boomer generation is like. The old generation was succinctly represented representative in that movie. Millennials will be forever children. Their kids are toys. I'm inclined to agree. Sir Miles says, must have missed the nurse story. Ew. Yeah, it was like one of those weird Joe Biden stories, you know, where he like shouts and whispers and, you know, in different patterns. And it's just really strange and really off-putting and really kind of creepy. All right, you guys, my poll. Do you know what a nine-week-old fetus looks like? Unborn baby, I call them. 66% of you said yes, 33% said no. Let me remedy that again real quick. We're going to show that picture one more time. This is such a great picture. So I was ranting about this earlier and I'm going to close with this as well. The Verge wrote an article where they tried to pass this off as a pregnancy, like the products of a pregnancy. But they even say, because there is some tiny shred of honesty left in them, this is the gestational sack of a nine-week pregnancy. Yes, Verge, but this is what a nine-week-old fetus looks like. And I'll notice, I notice that you don't say that that blob of cells, because that is what that is. That is what a gestational sac is. So if you think of like a chicken egg, the gestational sac is basically like the egg white. So it's what surrounds the yolk, which is the really important thing that needs all the nurturing and contains in an egg all the nutrients because that's where a baby chick will eventually come from. I also saw um, earlier this week, I think on Sunday it was or last week or something, there was a guy who was like, why is it that Catholics can eat eggs, but they're against abortions? Checkmate Catholics. And everyone was like, are you okay? Because it actually sounds like you didn't pass third grade science because everyone knows that chicken eggs are just that, 
eggs. They're not developing chicks because they have not been fertilized. Most of the time, unless you have a rooster that's in among your chickens, if you're raising your own eggs, then if you do get a fertilized egg, if you crack a fertilized egg, you will sometimes see a spot of blood, but that's all you'll see. And that is functionally, unfortunately, a chicken abortion. Although chickens have less spiritual significance than humans, um, it's still kind of hard to see. And you realize that, oh, that per- that was going to be a little chick if I'd let it develop fully. But yeah, these people are not very scientific. This is from the trust the science crowd. Really not impressed. Yeah. Once again, this is not a nine week old fetus. This is a gestational sac. This is actually a nine week old fetus. Really cute little ears, fingerprints, individual fingers, little toes. They are trying to tell you a lie so that you'll feel better about getting an abortion. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it here so I can get down to our meeting in just a little bit and make sure that I have grated chocolate on top of our chocolate mousse pie for dessert, which was my responsibility that I forgot earlier today. So thank you all again for joining us. I appreciate you being here. It's been a good talk today. I only stuttered a little bit. Jay Jr. says sniffer in chief sick. Yeah, it's not good. That Sacco says, I only know because I saw the picture on Twitter earlier. Yes. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Zach says, it's an alien. It's not at all an alien. It has little human fingerprints and a little human heart. It's adorable. You can see its rib cage. It's amazing. JB says, I eat cows, but in general against murder, figure that out. Yeah, it's not the same. I do think that we should reform the way we treat the animals we ask to make the ultimate sacrifice, though, because I don't like the way industrial farming is done in the U.S., and finally, Serenko says, places in Asia eat fertilized eggs. I think they're called balut. Yes, that is disgusting. I really don't like that. That's not cool. But it's a cultural tradition, and I can't really argue with that. All right, you guys, I will see you all tomorrow, same time, same place, and we'll probably go a little bit later than we did today. Until next time, bye, guys. How's it going?